0: Good morning, Fourth You. I'll try that one more time so that we can all participate online and in person. Good morning, Fourth You. It is a joy to be with you again. I had uh, the distinct pleasure of being with you all in the spring uh, and to be with you in the next subsequent season. Uh, the summer, uh, such as the summer is, is a profound uh, joy. I uh, also want to give a point of uh, deep gratitude and acknowledgement. Um, to my wife and partner in ministry, Reverend Dr. Gabby Kudjo-Wilkes, is right here. If we can just give her a hand. And uh, we will dive into this time of sharing together. Uh, for the moments that are ours, I want to preach from this theme, uh, which as I understand it is embroidered on the program, we've got help and we've got work to do. We've got help and we've got work to do. 53 years ago to this month, the Honorable Shirley Chisholm delivered these following words as a part of a congressional floor speech in support of the Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, Shirley Chisholm, uh, you may recall, is the one who was the first uh, Black woman to Uh, be elected to the Congress in 1968. Does anybody know about Shirley Chisholm? Am am I I in the right room today? Okay, wonderful. Uh, Who ran in 1972 uh, for the office of the US President, say on the uh, unforgettable theme, uh, being unbought and being unbossed. Uh, This same Shirley Chisholm said these words, and I quote, the constitution they wrote was designed to protect the rights of white male citizens. As there were no Black founding fathers, there were no founding mothers. A great pity on both counts. It is not too late to complete the work they left undone. Today, here, we should start to do so." Alongside Chisholm's words, consider also this ancient statement of the do no harm principle. This statement comes from St. Paul in Romans chapter 13, verse 10, and there Paul says, quote, "Love does no wrong to a neighbor. therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law End quote." So in the first quote, uh, Chisholm tells us that we have work to do. And then in the second quote, are we all together? Paul contends that authentic love does not wrong, does not harm its neighbor. Uh, now, I'm going to assume, assuming can be a dangerous thing on Sunday morning, but I'm going to presume that no one woke up this morning with Shirley Chisholm and the Apostle Paul on your bingo card. No, nobody woke up uh, with that this morning. But, but I want to suggest and surmise that there is a connection between these two excerpts. Uh, The connection, I believe, is that the practice of love both springs from and establishes a civic feeling of neighborliness, of interdependence, of beloved community. And when that sacred civic feeling is present for us, as it was for Shirley Chisholm, then and there, we experience the complex reality of interdependence. Chisholm, with equal parts imagination and determination, insists that our futures are not separate, are not distinct, but that they are braided together. And that what we inherit from the past is not an already made tomorrow, uh, but rather she argues that what we inherit, what we receive from preceding generations, uh, is that there is work left undone work which we must start to do can do should do today and what is that work forth you here chisholm explicitly names the work left undone in the u.s constitution the design lamenting the design flaws of gender and racial inequity in that document uh, and i believe that she calls it as we just read together a great pity on both counts i share in chisholm's lament And I invite you to share in Chisholm's lament. But more profoundly, and just as importantly, I invite us to share in Chisholm's cross-generational hope. Rather than resigning herself to an eternal yesterday where the vaunted Constitution looks the other way when wrong is done to neighbors who are women, who are black and we can extend uh, the logic of that excerpt, who are uh, gay, who are trans, who are queer, who are undocumented uh, folks, rather than uh, stay ossified in the past, uh, Chisholm instead chooses a different path. She argues that today, we can execute the unfinished work passed down to us. And her we, I want to suggest forth you is the language of interdependence. It is the language as we considered in the children's moment of community and of friendship. This we evokes the language of Ubuntu, a South African word which means I am because we are. Can we say that together? I am because we are. With an Ubuntu sense of interdependence, it becomes more difficult for men to nod their heads in public about the rights of women uh, while cavalierly deprioritizing the issues of women in private, at boardrooms, perhaps even uh, in Supreme Court verdicts. With an Ubuntu sense of interdependence, the condition of public education, of green space, and of housing in any particular neighborhood becomes a pressing and sacred concern in all neighborhoods. With an ubuntu sense of interdependence, perhaps we can retrieve and maybe even repair the neighbor love ethic, which Paul sets forth. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. It's a beautiful ideal, is it not? It's one not only known to uh, the Bible, but it's also found in any decent good faith attempt to practice democracy and mutual governance. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. And yet, how many of us have experienced harm, injury, perhaps even trauma at the hands of a neighbor? If we push the inquiry gently, uh, but more granularly, how many of us have perhaps intentionally or inadvertently contributed to the harm of a neighbor? We have work to do for you, but do we have any help? As I prepare to take my seat, I'm reminded of a certain psalmist uh, by the name of Teddy Pendergrass, who once sang, the world won't get no better if we just let it be. We've got to change it just you and me. If we were to collectively uh, remix and adjust those lyrics for our moment together, we might say the world won't be more interdependent, the world won't be more neighborly, the world won't automatically arise and execute the unfinished work of making of this uh, precarious democracy something that is actually multiracial, something that is actually inclusive, something that is actually participatory, something that values the contributions, not only in November when we cast votes, but when we do the sacred work of deliberation and discussing problems, defining their scope so that we can solve them together. Brother Pendergrass is simply channeling Shirley Chisholm at this point. We have work to do. And as we do that work, our goal perhaps can be to avoid reinforcing, reinscribing, and reproducing the harm that we have inherited, perhaps even harm that uh, each of us in various and sundry ways has committed. So the question arises again, but this time with stronger force. We know that we have work to do, we know that we have to do lists, whether you keep them on a sketch pad, on an iPad, on a notebook. We know that we have work to do, but the question is, do we have any help? I wanna suggest that we do have help in miraculous and mundane ways, in profound and in pedestrian ways, in spectacular and in sundry ways, we do forth you have help. We have the help of Sunday service, inspiring us with the beauty of song and surrounding us with community. We have the help of history, which upon close examination instructs us as to error and prompts us to continue a common good. We have the help of nature, challenging us to both savor and to protect this miracle of a world such as we have it. And in the words of the 46th Psalm, we have a very present help in the time of trouble. That psalmist dared to suggest that uh, that God, that ultimate reality, that uh, a primordial sense of relationality is our refuge. We have work to do, but we also have help. And may we do the work which is ours to do, and may we accept the help which is ours to receive as well as ours to extend to one another. For as the great poet June Jordan said to us, we are indeed the ones that we have been waiting for. God bless you. <laughs>